Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. If you think about holiness, not from your traditional religious background, but from the idea of fullness, because we are sitting here yet again with another slaughter in this country saying, what do we do? I don't know what to say. And the answer that song presents is sitting in the fullness of the divine. That's what we can do. That's where we find our answers. I invited Christy Sincera to join me today for this talk. Christy is a dear friend of mine who is very charismatic and inspiring, and she was in Las Vegas, not right in the middle of where the bullets were raining down, but very close, and she's going to tell you a little bit about that. But the two of us have been talking about what do we do with this as spiritual people? How do we respond to that? So please welcome Christy. Thanks. Is this on? Hi. <laughs> I agree. That song, I like sitting here. I woke up this morning with this kind of head cold, and which was masking the fact that I was getting choked up listening to that song, thinking it like really hits you at the core, doesn't it? Yeah. It was crazy. Um, so uh, the question was, do we want... Would you like to hear a little bit about my experience of having actually like been there? And so everyone's shaking their head yes. So let me just, since there's no children in the room, I'll just explain 60 seconds or less really quickly. I had gone to Vegas last minute. Um, I It was so interesting. By the time I had, I personally hate going to Vegas. I go there only for work. And so um, I, by the time I had gotten off the plane my client who had sent, sent me out there had messaged me and said, I'm sorry for sending you out here. I don't actually need you to be here. And I thought, well, that's crazy. And I, my first thought was, I wonder why I'm here then. Anyway, so we're staying at the MGM Grand. And, um, you know, we're, we spent the day on Sunday not really doing much. Sunday night rolled around about 9.30 at night. And I decided I was going to go walk around in the lobby for no reason at all, just kind of jumped up and thought, well, let me go hang out and see what's going on downstairs. So I'm walking around in the lobby, and for the record, I just want to tell you, never in my life, out of the 120,000 times I've been to Vegas, have I ever thought at 9.30 at night that I just want to go walk around, ever. But I just had this strange kind of idea that I should go do that. So I go downstairs, and then um, I'm walking around the lobby, and all of a sudden I hear in the lobby of the MGM, I hear, do 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 what sounds like construction, actually, in my head. And I thought immediately, they're doing construction outside, right outside of the lobby. And then I thought, why are they doing construction at 9.30 at night? So then I start walking outside, and I hear what sounds... I can't... I, 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 honestly, I can't really explain what I heard. It, it's just screams of just people on a level I've never actually experienced before. It was... I remember just kind of stopping in this moment and not even, my brain couldn't compute what that was between hearing the bullets spraying and the, and the crowds and the screams and all of a sudden crowds started rushing in to where I was and this woman with blood splattered literally all over her just started screaming, please help me, please help me, please uh, help me. And so um, 
Either way, I ended up, um, you know, just kind of helping some people in the lobby, ushering them back to their rooms, getting them back just in a, in a space that they felt a little bit safer in. And then I went back upstairs to my own room, and it took me about 15 minutes. I start Googling what's happening in Las Vegas, shooter in Las Vegas, people in the crowds were screaming, there's a shooter on the roof, there's shooters everywhere, people are shooting at us, nobody can, you know, really understand what's happening in the middle of that chaos. But either way, mm-hmm. um, I ended up going back upstairs and just... I couldn't process what was happening myself and then eventually went back downstairs. But by the time I'd gone back downstairs, the entire, all of Las Vegas was on, was on security shutdown. But the whole point for me was, um, why was I there? Mm-hmm. I was telling Jane this story and she immediately, her response was, you should question what you were doing in Las Vegas because you had no reason to be there. For me, from a political perspective, you know, I'm questioning what that means for us and, and, you know, as a community, as a society. But from a more spiritual perspective, I was, I couldn't get it out of my head. How, how did this happen? Not how did, how, how did someone come to shoot a bunch of people, but how did this happen to us as a society? That someone can walk into an elementary school and shoot up kindergartners and, and the next day we're back to business as usual and how can someone stand in, in, in Las Vegas and shoot 500 people and the next day, literally the next, within hours, people were gambling and partying and, and drinking as if it didn't happen. And I was so, I, 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 don't, I was in such disbelief I think I was in more disbelief of what happened after the shooting than I was at what was happening during the shooting. Does that make sense? It's just the reality that we've become this country so removed from each other and from ourselves and from this spiritual core, this grounding of who we are as as spiritual beings, ultimately having a human experience, right? And so... I think for me, it was just kind of, I went to Jane. I mean, I just kind of needed to, like, let this out. And I went and saw Jane as soon as I got back in town. And it just, I feel sad, but I also feel really compelled to do something that is not necessarily this, to do something internally. Because at the end of the day, the, re- the realization that I had was, I'm no different than the people that turned around and started drinking, you know, an hour later. I'm no different than the people that went on as business as usual, because I did too. And what seemed like disbelief and judgment for a second turned into my own personal actions. I have done nothing. Let me tell you the story. Do you guys remember when in Africa a few years ago when they were going through the villages and, 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 stealing the kids for sex trade and all that stuff. I posted on Facebook, I cannot believe this is happening. We must stop this. We have to do something. And this guy sent me a message back and he said, let's get real here, Christy. All you're ever going to do is post about it on Facebook, rally a whole bunch of people that follow you to get angry with you. And that's all you're ever going to do. And I got so upset. (laughs) That was controlled people. I got so upset. Then I unfriended him and I blocked him and I was like, how dare you? How dare you tell me the truth (laughs) about myself? (laughs) And, you know, the reality is that was such a mirror of truth for me. And I was so angry at someone presenting that reality in front of my face. But after this happened in Las Vegas, I immediately went back to that guy sending me that message going, 
you know, the truth is, is that I am no different, but I want to be, and I know that there is a need to be. Mm -hmm. And so I don't stand in front of you guys with any answers. That's for sure. I think I stand in front of you to say, you know, personal responsibility is imperative as we continue to grow collectively and have a more collective consciousness in this country. But also for me, it's about what can I do to truly change, not posting on Facebook, rallying a bunch of people and doing nothing, not standing in front of a community and talking about it and then going home and doing what can I honestly do yeah so this is the conversation yeah to me to me it's there may be action that we need to take that and and I don't know what that is but inspired action by definition has the word spirit in it inspire so it's when that action is coming from our connection with spirit then we know it's something that is worth following through on. But, you know, not just running out there, oh my God, I got to do something and coming from a place of reactivity. I, for me, the something that we have to do involves really, really getting who we are. We, we can't keep playing the, I don't know what to do, I'm just one person, I'm, I, you know, it's a victim card. That is not true. We are the divine expressing here in these individual forms. We are holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y. We are holy, love, light, incarnate. We are not without wisdom. It is not right to say, I don't know, even though our egos definitely don't know. But we have to claim who we are. I also think that one of the things that we could do individually is make more authentic connections with people. And I think we live in a world where we are kind of despondent from people even that we're quasi close to. And... I think for me, it's about, you know, every single time something like this happens, everybody comes out of the woodworks and says, I never saw it coming, and I, I, I knew him. I couldn't really see that about him, or her, or them, or whomever, whatever. And so I think ultimately my own personal responsibility is learning to make deeper, more authentic human connections with people, because at the end of the day, I, that's one thing I don't do. I mean, I know people from, you know... You walk up to me and I'm like, let's not shake hands, let's hug, because that's the kind of person I am. But it doesn't really go beyond that. That's the truth. That's personal responsibility. The one way that we can, as a collective community, spiritual human beings and spiritual leaders especially, I think is truly taking the the time Mm -hmm. to make personal connections and heal what is wrong with us as a people. Don't you guys agree with that? I think that ultimately um, it is our, you know, we've become such a me, me, me society. And it's all about what can you do for me and what can I do for you. And it's not about what, we, what can we do for this collective consciousness. And that's, I think, the ultimate reality that I'm taking away from this is that that's who I've become too. Is that not someone that's adding to the collective consciousness, but someone that's adding to the me, me, me kind of society. And that's how I personally want to change mm-hmm. in this way that that's, you know, brought some enlightenment to me as well. So, I mean, that's kind of my... Yeah, and I think the other piece is recognizing that out there doesn't exist. It's all in here. It's all a projection of what's in here. And so the shooter that is slaughtering all these people is 
an aspect of us. And we can't prevent that from out there. We can only do that from in here. So this anger, where it does that live in us? And, and if you look at the slaughters that have happened, the terrorism that has happened in our country, what does it have in common? Angry white men. So we have to look at how are we raising our boys. This morning, Nolan said to me something about, well, he doesn't like to sing because he gets embarrassed. And he wasn't talking about coming up here. He was talking about hanging out in the living room. And he doesn't want to sing because he gets embarrassed. And I'm like, what is this? I mean, his mom sings all the time. And he, he, he sings with her. And suddenly, at six, he's got this crazy idea. And this is, this is a boy who is being very lovingly raised. What about all the people out there in our global community who are not being very lovingly raised? What are we, I, I just caught a glimpse of this article in a magazine about boys in school and how, how they need to move in order to learn. And he, I mean, I watched, was it 12 boys walked in there, 10 boys, everything but your girls? <laughs> You know, that, those were all boys in there. And I'm thinking, oh, God bless Anne-Marie. <laughs> because there are some noisy, wiggly energies walking in there. But that's, that's what boys are. I mean, that's my observation with a grandson up close. And, and what do we do as a society to bless that instead of suppress that? I'm just I'll say one more thing before I sit down because you certainly have more answers than I do. I'm going to say this. Um, you know, most people say that your life, I'm going to touch on what you're saying. I'm going to come back to that. Uh, most people say that your life is a play and that you're the main character in this whole play in your life. I kind of disagree with that. I think that your life is a play and that you're every character in your life. I actually think that in some way, every single human being in your life is there as a mirror image of who you are. And so there is nothing that is not represented within you outside of you. Does that make sense? And so for me, as you were just speaking, I was just having this kind of strange aha moment of, I loved when you said, like, we're all the shooter. We're all the victims. We're all the people helping and the people running. We are all every aspect of every part of this Scenario. Does that make sense? In so many ways, I am exactly that man and exactly those people. And I think that one of the ways that we can connect with each other more is learning how to connect with ourselves in that way and understanding that there is no difference there. Right. But with the, with the men in the society, that was just, um, you know, I do believe that we are, have become a nation, especially that is raising um, men that have to suppress their feelings mm -hmm. and suppress their, you know, their emotions as, as they relate and connect to mm -hmm. other human beings. And so mm -hmm. I think that that's definitely another core thing. I mean, do you guys feel like there's ever a need to suppress your feelings? Ever? I mean, most men feel that more than women do. Mm -hmm. That's why ma male, male groups actually have more attendance, technically, than female groups. But there, but there are very, very few of them. You know what I mean? That's, that's one of the interesting things about that. But that's the only thing that I can share, and I really appreciate you giving me the, 
the opportunity to stand here, but I'd rather sit here and listen to you <laughs> give me more of the answers. But thank you guys for, <laughs> you. for having me here. So, you know, when you think about the shooter as a part of me, that was, that was hard for me to connect with. And what, where I related was the whole idea of gun control and, and that people fight that. And why do they fight that? They feel like they need their guns to defend themselves. I mean, that's what they say. What, I don't know if that's what's true for them, but, but I thought, well... I look at how do I try to defend my heart. That is a way that I'm doing the same thing as those that are encouraging a society of guns. I am defending my heart. Here's, here's a shooter who, you know, who knows what the real story is, but for, it doesn't appear that this person was particularly angry from what others have said, and yet he does this act of amazing rage. Where are the places in my life where I've been angry but haven't spoken up in healthy ways? Have you ever done that? Yeah. We're afraid of anger, and so we don't speak up at all, and we let it just keep growing and growing and growing, and then it comes out in ways that are similar you know, depending on how long we let it go, we could have been shooting a crowd. Maybe a lot of people got hurt because of our anger when it finally came out. Because we weren't courageous enough to say what was true. At least I know that's been true in my life. I haven't always had the courage. And it's taken me tremendous courage when I feel angry about something, to speak up and say it. Other, other people seem to have an easier time of it than I do, but, but that's my part of it. So, so for each one of us, we all have to say, the, and look at the characters that are making you the angriest, or you know, that you're just spending your energy on. In the whole drama, all the players, and whatever that is that's making you the most outraged, that's most likely your shadow. And so to just ask yourself, how am I like this? Just because it looks different doesn't mean it isn't the same energy. It's, it's a continuum. But it's the same continuum. And the point of doing this is not so that we can beat ourselves up. The point of doing this is so we have power. I cannot change a man who's making a decision to shoot all these people, especially now that he's dead. I can't change that. I can't change whether the Congress votes in gun control or not. I could call people, but I can't change it myself. The only thing I can change is me. And if I have the courage to assume that if it's out there, it's in here, I can make a difference. We have to believe that. We have to believe what we say we believe in this community. 
We say there is only one presence and one power, period. It's everywhere. It's all that is. And we are it. It's not something outside of us. And if we really believe that is true, then everything in the dream that we look out there and see, knowing it's an illusion that it's outside of us, we have to claim our power by saying, that is me. Now let me look at how. And let me look at what is my response to that. So if I recognize that defending my heart is my commonality with the people who want more guns in this world, then I get to choose what is my response to defending my heart. Am I going to claim my right to do that so that I don't get hurt? Or am I going to take a chance, risk being embarrassed? That is my responsibility to decide. We can't give up on this. We can't sit back and say, oh, what have we come to? What have we come to? We have to be active and take responsibility and say, I mean, have we decided? Has anybody in this room decided enough? We're done. Has anybody said that? I mean, I've thought, I've seen, this is enough. We have to be done with this. But I haven't made the decision. No, we are done. I have not made that decision. And we, as a society, have not made this decision. But if the we is the dream, and there's only me, it needs to start with me. I have to make that decision. I know the difference. When my kids were little, when I say, stop doing that, you know, all those annoying things they do, you say, stop it, stop it, stop it. And they don't stop it. But then there are certain things that they go to do, and, and I would say, stop it in a different way. Like Nolan was about to go running into the street yesterday, and I said, stop there. <laughs> Man, did he freeze. You know, there are just certain things that the energy is different. There is no room for any other possibility. And when you say it in that way, everybody gets it. What if each one of us here made that decision? We are done with slaughter. Without knowing what personal actions will, ins will be required of you. Instead, we just say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what is being asked for me, I'll have to do it, because I am deciding enough. This is the line. We're done. Think about that. Are you ready to make that decision? Remember, when we decry the darkness of this time because it is dark in so many ways, this is what we signed up for. 
We came to this planet at this time because we are here to wake up, to remember that we are here as emissaries of the light. We are here to use the light in conscious ways to transform our planet. That's why we are here. And we would not have come en masse into a world that was already all sweetness and light. What would be the point? The work would be done. We came here because there is work to do and we are the ones to do it. And it starts with turning inside, making a decision, looking in the mirror and doing our work. And each one of us decides what that looks like. There isn't a cookie cutter. The part that's the cookie cutter is each one of us have to say, I decide. This out here is a mirror of me, and I'm going to make the changes required. So don't give up. Let's stand up. Let's do this together. We can do this. We must do this. We will do this.